Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. Today's daf Mesech is Gitin is daf Mem Gimel. We're beginning towards the top of Mem Gimel Amad Aleph. And Be'ez Hashem will have four sections in today's daf. So let's get started. The first section today actually is a resolution or attempted resolution to the question we left off yesterday. We left off with a Shaila both in the opinion of the mayor who holds Adam Makna Dover Shalobala Olam as well as in the Chacham who holds Ein Adam Makna Dover Shalobala Olam. So we asked the Shaila in their Shitas um, is it possible to sell an Eved? for the 30 silver coins that would be theoretically paid out should he be killed by an ox. Can you sell the theoretical collection of those 30 silver coins? Rabbi Abba attempts a proof from a brisa. The brisa highlights the fact that both Yelid Bayis, a Evid Kanani born into the house of a Kohen, and Kenyan Kaspo, one that is purchased by the Kohen, are allowed to consume truma even if they're not Shavakesef, they're not worth anything. So, what's the case of something that's not Shavakesef? If an Evid Kanani can always be sold for his 30 silver coins, so that it always has value, even if he's old or sickly, must be, he can't be sold for his uh, Knas. And therefore, we have a Raya that, that, such, that such a transaction is ineffective. The Gemara refutes this, though. The Gemara says because it could be they were talking about a scenario in the Brisa where he was made into a Trefa. Since he's a Trefa, then there's no concept anymore of Knas of 30 silver coins because, anyways, He's a bar kitzile, he's a dead person standing. And in addition, it's where he's a manuva lamuka shechin. He's so uh, repulsive, people don't even want him to do light labor in front of them, so he doesn't have any value in that regard. But in general, perhaps you could sell an Evid Kanani in that regard, and that's why that's not going to be approved. The second section here we're talking about is if a half-slave, half-free man, man is allowed to marry a baschorin. The Gemara shows us why it's not comparable to a man who marries a woman to half of him, which is effective, nor is it comparable to a man who marries half of a woman, which is not effective. Gemara attempts to prove from Brisa, which is the Brisa we quoted above, that when an ox kills a Chatziyev Chatzibat Ben Chorin, we said that the the uh, master, the Yorshim, excuse me, the Yorshim received half of Kofar. So the Gemara says is, Lachora, it must be that Kedushin is binding, because if not, then there wouldn't be a concept of Yorshim. So you see such a marriage would be binding. Gemara refutes this. Either it's where he was made into a trefa, so he would be the one to collect, but that's refuted. Or it means that the Brisa means to say is that theoretically it would be fit to collect half Kofar, but there's no concept of Yorshim, so he can't collect it. Third section of the day deals with a shifcha, half shifcha, half free woman. A couple of different halachas relating to her. So first, the Gemara says a machloikis, if it's like marrying a half woman, which the Gemara in Kedushin says is not effective, or if it's different because you're marrying all of what is able to be married in the sense that it's the free part of her. So maybe it should be effective. And it's a machloikis amoraim. The Gemara tries to bring a proof from Shifcha Harufa. So you might say, you see, Shifcha Harufa, according to Rabbi Akiva, is a half slave, half free woman who's Mu'arestis to an Evidibri. You see, it is effective. But the Gemara clarifies, obviously, that just means Mi'uchedes, designated, but not a real marriage in the, in the proper sense. Okay, turning to Mem Gimel base now. In, rela- in regards to a scenario where one brother gave Kedushin 
to this Chatsi Ev Chatsi Baschorin, then she was freed and another brother gave her Kiddushin. The third brother, after they both died, certainly can do Yibam because she's not falling from two uh, brothers, which would be an issue of Eshes Shnei Mason. Because either the first one's Kiddushin is effective, like the opinion on Gimel Omer Aleph, that you could marry the Kiddushin Ischal with the Chatsi of Chatsi Baschorin, and then the second one brother is not effective. Or the second one's the fact that the first one's not, so she's either falling from Reuben or Shimon, and Levi can therefore do Yibum. In a similar case, but not regarding brothers, where Reuben gave Kedushin to the half Evet, half Shifcha, half Baschorin, Reuben died, uh, sorry, and then she's freed, and Shimon gives her Kedushin, but he's not a related, he's not a brother. Just a, a different person gives Kedushin as well. So we have a Machlokes, if the freeing uprooted Reuven's Kedushin and Shimon's Kedushin is effective, or if the freeing completed Reuven's Kedushin. Now Rabbi Zera says it completed, tries to bring a raya from Shifcha Harufa that you see such a concept because if she was free, the implication of the Pasuk is that the fellow who has relations with her actually be Chayav Misa, but the Gemara refutes that snapshot in the Pasuk, means if she was freed and she accepted Kedushin, the one who had relations with her be Chayav Misa, and therefore it's not a raya to that position. The final point about this half-slave, half-free woman is the Gemara tells us that there was a story they forced a master to free, they forced a master to free a woman in this position. So the Gemara thinks in the Hava, I mean, maybe it's like the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan and Broka, that women are also mitzvah and pruravu, and therefore since they're commanded in the mitzvah of having children, the master was forced to free her because she couldn't in that state. However, the Gemara refused this. This was a specific incident where Minog Hefker Naguba, since she couldn't be with anybody, People were having relations with her inappropriately, so they forced the master to free for public benefit. Final point of the day. The Mishnah tells us now, towards the bottom of Mem Gimlamud base, there's a knas if somebody sells an Evid Kanani either to a Goy or to Chutzel Aretz because he's being mafkia, he's removing that Evid Kanani from mitzvahs. And Evid Kanani has mitzvahs ke'isha, like a woman, and therefore in those state, in those uh, ways, in, where he sells him either to a Goy or to Chutzel Aretz, he's no longer able to perform the mitzvahs that he was prior. And therefore, Chazal say, if he runs away from the second person, the guy who bought him, either he'll be freed by running away, or we force the Jewish master to free him, redeem him, and then he'll be freed, he won't come back to servitude. The Gemara clarifies, even after he uh, pays the guy's way out, he still needs to get Shechor to free him in terms of Isser to marry Abbas Chorin. And Rabbi Gamil says, if he wrote an Ono, which is a document prior to being sold, it also would be effective, he wouldn't have to write a new document to free him. Now, the Brisa tells us, if a Jew made an Evet Kanani as a mashgon for a Goy to collect if he doesn't pay up his debt, and the Goy didn't Nimuso, so the Knas kicks in and the, the, Jew, the, the Evet Kanani is already free. Now, Ravuna Bar Yehuda explains, Nimuso means a symbol around the neck showing that he's the property of the Evet Kanani. However, this shot is refuted based on the second b'risa that shows Nimuso associated with fields. So rather, if Sheshis explains, it means he wrote a time of collection. And the difference would be, as the Gemara explains, if the time has arrived or if it hasn't arrived, but that's refuted. The second difference the Gemara lays, lays out could be is that he made the Evid himself a mashkon. So even before the time has arrived, He's mezalzal and takanas chazal. He's denigrating chazal's takanas, and therefore, it already would be that the eved kanani has gone free. Versus the case, the second case where the Yisrael receives fruits, that's what he received as a mashkon or as collateral.
for the money that like, the guy owes him. So even if he does nimuso, he set a time in the document, it doesn't make a difference. Allah would still be it's exempted from maestros according to this shita who holds that a guy can acquire land in Israel to be mafkia from maestros. The second distinction the Gemara says could be also is that uh, the difference is really, really both cases he set the body of the Eved or the field um, for collection purposes and he wrote a time in it. However, he hasn't yet collected even though the time has arrived. So in the case of the Eved Kanani, Chazal's Takana kicks in because the time has arrived and he hasn't paid up. Since he hasn't paid up, the Takana already kicks in the Knas against this guy that the Eved will be considered free. But in the case of the fields, he hasn't collected yet. So even if he takes fruits from the field, as long as he does, the Jew doesn't collect the field itself, the field remains in the possession of the Goy, and he doesn't have to take off Maestros, according to this Shita, that a Goy's ownership is mafkiyat, removes the responsibilities of Maestros. We're stopping, top of Memdalad, and Amod Aleph, Bezer Hashem, we'll pick up tomorrow with Daf Memdalad. Everybody have a wonderful day.